Welcome to the Stay True to You podcast with your host, Karishma Minocha. Join me in this safe space where we'll have deep conversations about self-discovery, mental health, and relationships to support you and your dreams. If you're ready to own your self-worth and live life on your own terms, you're in the right place. It's time to be seen and heard. It's time to take up space. It's time to stay true to you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. We are going to be diving into one of my most favorite topics, which is all about self-discovery. And we have a very special guest, my friend and colleague, Kim Diamond. I'm going to introduce her and then we're going to dive right into self-discovery. So Kim is a South Dakota-based holistic wellness coach. As a former elementary school teacher, a recovering people pleaser and perfectionist, and owner of Kim Diamond Wellness, Kim is redefining what success, happiness, and self-love means to her. After quitting her teaching career and moving across the country, she decided that she was going to live her life on purpose and on her terms, while being on a mission to help other women to do the same. Through one-on-one coaching, group coaching, and virtual workshops, and a monthly self-love membership, Kim is creating a community of women who are embodying self-love, self-worth, and a whole lot of purpose. Kim, thank you so much for being here. I am so excited to have you with me. Thank you so much for having me. I, again, like you said, this is one of my favorite things to talk about, so you asking, I'm like, yes, of course, let's talk about it. It's going to be great. I feel like you have so much nuggets of wisdom to share with us and just learning more about you and what you do when it comes to the women that you work with. It's going to be like a warm hug for all of us just to kind of immerse into your world. Yeah, we all need those conversations that just feel like soul filling and like connected and those conversations that you're like, yeah, like that sounds like amazing. I want that in my life. So I hope to bring that to, to anybody who's listening. Yeah, absolutely. So today's episode is going to be kind of like a beginner's guide slash yeah. kind of like a reintroduction for people who have embarked on their self-discovery, but may have fallen off track and want to get back to it. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'd love to hear from you just to kind of define what exactly is self-discovery in your world? Yeah. So to me, self-discovery is really just creating a relationship with yourself and a love for who you are and what you want to become and who you've been. And I always like to remind myself and my clients, like your relationship with yourself is the longest relationship you are ever going to have. Mm. It is the foundation for how you allow other people to treat you and how you accept treatment for yourself. So to be able to discover what you like, what you want, what you need shows yourself, like I love myself enough to figure out what makes me happy, Mm -hmm. to figure out what really bothers me to figure out like, this makes me feel content and not stressed. And like, I can just sit in this space. And if you don't know who you are, 
at like your core and have that relationship with yourself. I think it's going to be really hard for you to a commit to goals, objectives, um, tasks that you have Mm. and B, even a bigger piece, I think it's going to be really hard for you to feel fulfilled and happy if you don't have that relationship with you, because you're going to be constantly pleasing other people around you and not what you want. That's so powerful. I'm just like a bobblehead right now, just (laughs) nodding my head throughout everything you're saying, because it's so relatable what you're saying. And it's so important to just sit with that and understand the significance of embarking on your self-discovery. I feel like we live in a world where there's, you know, societal conditioning and we're all hustling and going after the next milestone. But it's so important to sit with yourself. And I wish schools talked about this too, of how important it is to have that relationship with yourself. Because like you said, it's the longest one you're ever going to experience. So really sitting with yourself and understanding your wants, your needs, and breaking away from people pleasing and perfectionism is so vital for your well-being and to feel that fulfillment that everyone really does desire. Right. You know, and one of the reasons that I left education was like, I just want to teach these kids to be good humans. Like we aren't necessarily afforded all of that space. And like, like you said, it is such a shame that that's not something that we're taught because really what we're taught is to like be kind to other people and, you know, do favors for other people, do good deeds for other people. And I think that is incredibly important. Mm -hmm. But if we place an overabundance of value on that where do we fall in that equation yeah yeah that's a really important question to ask right because in that equation it's all about everyone else but what about you right so we'd love to hear more about what your self-discovery journey looks like um how you started out with even starting it to begin with And what unfolded for you along the way? Yeah. So in my introduction, obviously I I was an elementary school teacher and you kind of heard the like beginning and end version of that, right? Like I left teaching and then I started this new job, but in the middle of that is like the messy middle, right? Like the things that not everybody necessarily hears and experiences, um, to see the struggle that it was to discover myself, but Five years ago, um, we moved here to South Dakota. Um, My husband and I met in Michigan, which is where I'm from, and he got a job here. So long story short, I had been unhappy in education for a little while. A couple of years, I was just like, is this career going to serve who I want to become two years from now, three years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now. I mean, people that become teachers are there forever. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm in year three and I can't see this being 20, 30, 40 year career. Like this lifestyle doesn't align with what I truly want. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of miserable. Like I was going to school and just being stressed and crying on the way to and from and when my husband, then boyfriend slash fiance, got a job somewhere else, 
And I knew I wanted to be with him. I knew that moving was our next step. Mm -hmm. I knew that that also meant this is your opportunity to figure out your next step. So leaving teaching as we moved here, um, I moved here with never coming to here before we had like just come here once for looking for houses. Mm -hmm. So we were moving to a new state. I knew absolutely no one. I just quit my like college degree career, moving away from family, from friends, um, and really like my identity, right? Like everything that I claimed as mine mm -hmm. was now gone with yeah. the exception of my fiance at that time, now husband. And I was like, holy crap, like, who am I? Mm. All of these things, you know, I was no longer a sister, a friend, a teacher, a daughter, um, in the physical sense that like, they weren't here with me. So if I wasn't those things, who was I? And the really scary part for me was like, I don't, I didn't know, right? Like if you take away all of these roles that you tie yourself to and you don't have that anymore, you're left with like, all right, well, I'm Kim. Yeah. Yeah. Fill in the blank. <laughs> <laughs> so it came to that moment, you know, the first I would say six months or so I was probably like depressed and, um, just really lonely and turning really inward, um, not making an effort to go out and meet new people. And my husband was going to work. So he was, you know, getting that social, emotional, mental connection from other people. And I was just really isolated. Um, so it was definitely not a great like, experience in the moment, but I had that rock bottom feeling of like, well, if I don't know who I am, I can't just sit in this, right? Like I have to move forward. I have to figure out this is my launching point to do that. And if I don't do that, what a disservice to myself. Um, so I eventually got into my coaching program. Um, I stopped, I started, I doubted myself, I feared. I'm like, who am I to say I can help women figure out who they are when I don't know who I am? Mm -hmm. But in the journey, and as a coach, I'm sure you understand this too, in the journey of becoming a coach, you learn so much about yourself. And that was my experience of self-discovery is like, I'm going to figure this out because I deserve it. I deserve to know who I am and to choose who I am and to become who I want to be. But I love your story. It was a process. Yeah, it's a process. <laughs> it, it, it is a process. We're still going through it, but yeah. It's beautiful to understand where you're coming from with your self-discovery. I think all listeners will also feel a certain level of resonance with you because so many of us go to that moment of who am I? Right. And just questioning what we have to offer and what we'd like to transition into in the next chapter of our lives. Right. 
And I think giving yourself the permission to close certain chapters as well and not forcing yourself that, well, everybody else is sticking to this industry and being a teacher for 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years. So I should do that right. too. That yeah. word should is like a big no-no in my dictionary because yeah. that is so much pressure and expectation that you're putting on yourself. And the fact that you had the bravery and the courage to explore what's next. And there was a phase where you shared that you went through depression and there was kind of like that space of nothingness. Mm -hmm. but that's the point where people can get scared and say, oh my God, my life is over. That's it. And that self-doubt creeps in. Yeah. So I'm curious to hear from you, what is it that led you to take that bold step from that place of not knowing the answers or having the clarity for what's next? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think... You know, that like real, that's like delusion. Like I just, I thought that it would be easier to yeah. be transparent. Like I, I was like, I'm moving. This is exciting. I, we just got engaged. We were going to be married. Like I had all of these huge things to look forward to. Mm -hmm. And even in that moment of like, all of this exciting stuff to look forward to. I still found myself like, okay, you have all of these things, but you need to figure out you. Right. And it was still that, you know, you kind of feel crappy because you're like, I have all of this good stuff. I should be happy. Mm -hmm. And having that moment of like, uh-oh, even though I have these things, I still haven't figured myself out was like, just that moment, that urge, almost like that um, gut feeling of like, I need to figure this out so that I can be happy about all of this other good stuff that I have going on. Yeah. I can relate as well when it comes to having a coaching program and really dabbling into not only your purpose and how you can help others, but you also create a deeper connection with yourself. Right. So for someone who's new to self-discovery and is not going through a coaching program and they are curious, but don't know what next steps they can take, how would you guide them to be able to embark on their self-discovery? Yeah. Something I do with pretty much every single one of my clients is really identify your wants your needs and your values and I do this with a practice called their four ends we talk about our non-negotiables our necessities things that aren't needed but they're just nice to do and like what you want to say no to mm -hmm. and I relate it back to this moment of like you know when someone asks you like what do you like to do for fun yeah. and you have this moment of like I have no idea. <laughs> I like this panic feeling of like, who am I? What do I like? And to be able to answer that with confidence and to not have that panic moment of like, what do I like? Or maybe to have the panic moment, but to be like, well, I know this answer. So just to be able to ask yourself, what makes you truly happy? 
Like what makes you smile? Like what kind of music do you like to listen to? Um, what makes you feel really icky? Like, do you hang out with a certain person and leave and you're kind of like, ugh, like (laughs) I need a break from them and really just have those moments of true self-awareness of what is giving you that spark of excitement, of joy, of happiness, of even contention, Mm -hmm. of just feeling like, I don't feel overly stimulated, but I also don't feel really crappy about this. It just feels like I could coast here for a while. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful how you talk about that spark. Yeah. Everyone wants that feeling, but sometimes we rely on external things. Like maybe sometimes we depend on people to fill that void or we'll start scrolling on social media and compare ourselves and be like, oh, they have a an amazing life. Mm -hmm. Look at the difference between how they're living and how I'm living. We catch ourselves in these loops that just making things even more detrimental. But when you can pause and take a step back and just ask yourselves those powerful questions and really get to know yourself better, that's when you can reach being your highest self. I totally agree. I think, you know, we talked about this a little bit in the beginning of like, being able to answer for yourself and not feeling that should Mm -hmm. feeling like I should be living my life this way. I should have this type of car, water bottle, purse, like whatever. And comparing yourself to someone else when in reality, like, is that really what you want? Mm. Like, do you actually like those things? Or are they just presented to you in a way that makes them feel like, oh, that's something I I should like because everybody else does. Right. Yeah. It reminds me. So what people may not know is Kim and I actually went through a business coaching mastermind together. And it reminds me of how our coach talks about the shiny wants. Mm -hmm. So it's like, ooh, that looks really fun. Let me dabble in this one. In fact, you're just doing it because it's shiny. You don't really want it. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. I've been thinking about that a lot in terms of my business. Mm -hmm. Um, And something I learned recently about myself is in human design, I'm a projector, Okay. um, which also means I need a lot of rest and Mm -hmm. a lot of time to decompress and to recover and being anywhere in the like push yourself go 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 hustle max out capacity completely tanks me and overwhelms me which is one of the reasons why teaching was not aligned with who I am as a person because I can't just give 110% all the time Mm -hmm. even though I want to but I really have to be mindful especially in business um to not compare myself to those people who can push, push, push and be super quick with their success. Cause that's not in line with what I need at my core. Yeah. That's so helpful to understand. Right. And sometimes it takes tapping outside of yourself and doing more assessments like human design, which can right. be honestly, for some people like me, it could be a little 
uh, intimidating because there's so much information. So much. But just even knowing what type you are and understanding yourself better from that light can shed so much awareness on who you are and how to function in your daily life personally and professionally. Right. So I'm actually a manifesting generator and I'm the opposite. Right. So I'm constantly (laughs) creating and putting stuff out there. But I also Mm -hmm. resonate with the idea of rest because just constant hustle isn't good for me either. Right. Yeah. It's really just learning like what works for you and what doesn't. But having, you know, that understanding of like, I thrive when I do this and I don't when I do that, you know, gives you permission in a sense to show up as you are and to not apologize for it. That's huge. Giving yourself the permission. Yeah. Instead of giving into the expectation of what you think it has to be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. To be able to own that. And, and that's when I think like, that's how you can define confidence, right? Mm -hmm. It's to like boldly say, this isn't me and I'm not going to do it this way. And I give myself free permission to do it. Right. So it's very clear how important a self-discovery is. We've covered a good amount of it. And I hope our listeners can also agree with how essential it is to practice self-discovery. Yeah. For those that may not be fully aware of the significance of it and from a third party perspective you can see there are certain like indicators or potential signs that they would be at that point where embarking on their self-discovery would be so helpful mm-hmm. right I'm sure you can relate when people will come to you and be like you know I'm curious about coaching but I don't know if it's for me or now isn't the time you know, and whenever I hear that, I'm like, but there is no perfect timing for embarking on your self-healing journey or your self-discovery. Now is the time so that you can be that version of yourself that you envision. Right. So I'd love to hear from you. What are those potential signs or indicators that someone would be, you know, in that space of embarking on their journey of self-discovery? Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing is feeling like you are kind of living on autopilot, Mm -hmm. right? Like you've pressed cruise control and you're going through the motions. You're waking up every morning, doing the same things, uh, talking to the same people, whether you like them or not, you know, going to a job that is just meh, it like leaves you kind of feeling drained. Um, You're not as excited about things that used to be exciting to you. Like I mentioned before, like I was engaged, we were getting married and like, I still had this feeling of like, I needed to figure out me in that process too. Um, so being excited about things is an important indicator. And if you're not coming to the root cause of like, what's causing this, um, feeling like you don't really know yourself like being able to answer that question of like, what do I like? What do I enjoy? Uh, what don't I like? Um, really deferring to other people to answer everything and anything for you, whether that is what you're having for dinner or you know what you wanna do next with your life. 
Like you should be able to answer those questions for yourself. You know, I would say at least 80% of the time, Mm -hmm. right? Like sometimes we're just tapped out and we just need someone to take over for us. And that's understandable, but you should be able to answer those questions for you. Um, feeling overwhelmed constantly or stressed. Mm-hmm. But I think all of those are kind of clear signs that like, hey, we need to reach out for some support and you don't deserve to be living this way. And there's resources and people um, that can walk you through it. Absolutely. And it's so helpful when you can just hear out loud the different scenarios that many of us may be in, but we just don't have that awareness of, oh, this can actually change. It doesn't have to be this way. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that perspective because just hearing that, even for me, I'm like, oh yeah, there have been stages in my life where I was either on autopilot, but I didn't question it. Right. I didn't challenge it because I thought this was it. There was no other way. I kind of felt like I was at a dead end. Right. Yeah. I think we kind of go through that often, right? Like we feel like things are, I hate this word, fine. Okay. And because they're fine, we should be okay with it. Right. And us wanting more for ourselves um, can seem like we're ungrateful for what we have. So how dare we ask for more Mm -hmm. because you have enough. And I think, especially as women in our society, when you see someone asking for more, wanting more, wanting to be happier, wanting more success, more love, more confidence, right? Like that's kind of, I don't know. People are like, well, who does she think she is? Right, right. And it it can feel scary to take up that space, but you deserve to. Let's talk about that, right? That scary feeling that people feel when it comes to taking up space A lot can come up when you embark on your self-discovery, things that you may have been dismissing, numbing, ignoring, and now you're kind of like, oh, snap, they're still there. Like, they didn't go away just because I wasn't looking in that direction. Right. For people that are on their self-discovery and they're feeling that form of resistance or fear of what's coming up, how can they get past those challenges so that they can continue on their self-discovery and continue to support themselves. Yeah. So I think oftentimes we hear the phrase like fake it till you make it just push through. Mm -hmm. And I kind of, you know, I've decided to leave that phrase behind. And I think the very first thing that you can do, and maybe the most important thing that you can do is to validate that fear or that resistance that you're having when you are confronting those things that are outside of your comfort zone or seem hard or seem scary. Like they seem scary for a reason, right? And if you want to discover yourself and to create a relationship with yourself and you're not acknowledging that you're scared, that you're fearful, you're denying that part of yourself. Mm -hmm. You're saying, nope, there's no space for that here. I'm just going to fake it till I make it and pretend that part of me isn't there. And you're telling yourself internally, like this part of me doesn't deserve to be heard. Right. So give yourself space to be scared. Don't sit in it for too long. Acknowledge that it's there. Maybe it just sounds like, hey, 
I get that I'm feeling a little bit afraid right now. What am I afraid of? Mm -hmm. And letting yourself honestly answer that question, which can be intimidating, but I promise you there's nothing within you that doesn't deserve to be heard. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing that's within you that you can't accept and work through yeah that's so powerful and it's funny that you mentioned that statement fake it till you make it it reminds me of my high school days when my step team coach love her she had the best of intentions but Uh she was our cheerleader and she would literally shout at the top of her lungs fake it till you make it and I'm like okay gotta fake it till I make it that was like a very common way of her being our cheerleader and rooting us on yeah. I when mean, fact, so many people say that. So yeah. many people. So and they, they mean well, but the result of that is also putting on a mask. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And I love that we're here to be true to ourselves. So just acknowledging that mask that a lot of us put on because we're thinking that we have to fake it till we make it. I've kind of replaced the word fake with faith. Oh, I love that. Yeah, to faith it till you make it because that's when you can really lead intuitively and have that self-belief that yes, it's possible for you as well. For sure, yeah. And that was gonna be my next, you know, step is like you have to try. Yeah. Because if you don't put yourself out there, if you don't take that one step outside your comfort zone, you're gonna constantly feel stuck. Mm -hmm. And I've said this before and I'll say it again, like you don't deserve to feel that way. Right. You have to have that faith. You have to have that trust, that belief in yourself that you can do it. And it might be messy and it might be hard and it might not turn out the way that you want it to. But if you don't at least try, Mm -hmm. you're going to continue to feel that way. So that's the biggest thing, right? Bravery doesn't mean that you're not scared. It's taking that step forward with the fear. Right. But the more aligned action you take, the more you're building that momentum for that fear to slowly but surely dissipate. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. One of the phrases that I heard a lot in our coaching program was like, feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I'm going to take that one with me and write it as an affirmation on my mirror or something. Yeah. Put it in your back pocket. (laughs) So let's kind of make this more of a practical exercise that our listeners can embody. Is there any kind of healing modality or practical exercise that you would guide our listeners to start so that they can begin their self-discovery or even get back to their self-discovery journey? Yeah. Thinking baby steps, because that's always so important to me as a coach and making this obtainable. Um, Creating self-awareness is going to be your biggest motivator. It's going to be your biggest piece of success um, to be able to honestly answer how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. So that can be a daily check-in with yourself at the beginning of the day, at the end of the day. Um, If it's at the beginning of the day, like ask yourself, how am I feeling? What do I need today to feel successful? What do I need today? If you know, you have a really stressful day to support my body, Mm. is there someone that 
I can support or reach out to for support or accountability or just talk through how you're feeling. Um, and at the end of the day, like check in, like how was today? What about today did I love? What about today was really challenging? And following each of those questions up with, okay, I loved this about today. What did I love about it? Was it because I connected with someone that I hadn't seen in a long time? Was it because I did something that felt really good in my body? Mm-hmm. Um, and just building that self-awareness within those questions. I love that. I'm all for reflecting and going inwards just because that's such a great way to talk to yourself on a regular basis and just gauge how you're feeling regarding your mood, your day, your actions, your surroundings, the people that you're with, you know? So that also helps you to set those boundaries and really access your wants and needs as well. Right. Yeah. And I think with self-care, especially like I would, I would say that asking yourself and having that check-in is Mm self-care. Like it doesn't have to be this big extravagant, you know, journaling experience. It can just be a dialogue that you have with yourself. And again, creating that awareness of what you want, what you need, what you value is going to be key. I think this is a great way for our listeners just to start their self-discovery and kind of start reflecting on what's important for them so that they can get to know themselves better as well. So thank you for sharing that. And now I'd like to ask you my favorite question. I love hearing what your perspective is on this. How do you stay true to you? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've said this word 17 times in this, but having self-awareness is how I stay true to myself. It is doing things that are a priority to me. Um, that are aligned with how I want to be living my life. So I work out or incorporate some form of movement Mm -hmm. pretty much every day. That is one of my core values um, to move my body to not only just have the physical benefits of it, but the mental benefits of just releasing and moving energy um, is super important. Uh, Connecting with people, whether that's saying yes to a podcast and having a conversation that feels really good or connecting with my husband. Um, We cook together pretty much every single night. Um, So just finding ways that I can connect with people that help me feel more connected to myself. Mm, That feels so wholesome. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The opposite of that is like, what do I want to say no to? Yeah. Um, as a recovering people pleaser and as someone who constantly just filled my schedule and said yes to everything and helped even when I wasn't asked, um, it was super important to me to get really clear on, is this adding to my energy or is this taking away? And how can I start to say no more often? And if it's not an immediate no, it's a, Hey, can I think about that before I you know, say I'm going to come to this event. Right. Um, so staying true to what I want in that sense of saying no, which mm-hmm. can be hard for people pleasers. <laughs> but it's possible. Yes. Yes. Definitely possible. 
Well, thank you so um, much for sharing. What else were you going to say? You were about to say something else. Yeah, no, one last thing. I was going to say like purposely creating moments of joy mm-hmm. um, or things that are joy provoking. Like it's November for contacts right now. And I like pulled out my like Christmas coffee mug this morning yes. and I'm drinking peppermint mocha. So it's just like find little things that add spark to your day. I love it yeah. because I was like, we're in November. That Christmas tree is coming out. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Things that add joy are always welcome. Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like it comes back to just that spark that you talked about and to yeah. continue igniting that spark within you by constantly checking in with yourself, by saying yes to the things that you're a full body, like in agreement, I want to do this. And then also saying no to what isn't going to serve you or feel in alignment for you. Yeah. So it's really beautiful to hear how you stay true to you. And I hope it inspires our listeners to do the same for themselves. I wanted to thank you so much, Kim. This was a beautiful conversation and I know I got a lot from it. So I hope our listeners will as well. Um, Where can we find you online? Yeah, so I am Kim Diamond Wellness on Instagram and kimdiamondwellness.com. No spaces, no slashes, but diamond like, you know, a diamond ring. So pretty easy to figure out. Beautiful. And we'll link everything in the description as well. So people will be able to find you there. Perfect. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Yeah, this felt like a warm hug. Thank you, Kim. I really appreciate you. So glad. Thank you. What a wholesome conversation. My heart is so full, and I'm genuinely so grateful to Kim for joining me and sharing all things self discovery. I really do hope that hearing our conversation and how just embarking on your self discovery can open you up to so much when it comes to possibilities and fulfillment is getting you excited to really embark on your self-discovery. That being said, if you didn't know already, I'm hosting my last masterclass of the year on December 19th at 7.30 p.m. EST, and it's called You Come First. And the reason why I'm creating this masterclass is because I really want you to feel like you're your own best friend. And the essence of getting to know yourself better, prioritizing yourself, honoring your needs, embracing your wants can be such a fulfilling journey. And I cannot wait. It's going to be such a cathartic space for us to come together as a collective and just feel good. So the information and the registration link will be in the show notes definitely come out if you can. Our replay will be available, so if you sign up, you can watch it on your own time. It's going to be packed with all sorts of healing modalities to support you from intuition, how you talk to yourself, being able to nourish yourself in your relationships, and supporting yourself through rituals. Oh, and good news, it's free. So even more of a reason to come through I hope you join me and I'll talk to you soon. Until next week.